It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now it's time for some baseball talk on Fighting Phillies Podcast. Here's Rich Baxter and Jim Laurie bringing you the latest Phillies news, interviews, and analysis. Hello and welcome to this edition of Phillies Talk. It's a brand new edition for 2016. My name is Rich. My name is Jim. And welcome aboard, Jimmy. Uh, you're joining the program uh, via Skype, and may I say you're sounding great. Thank you, Rich. Yeah. Electronic, you taught me to get in this tablet, and uh, it's like going back to school again. But uh, it, it's, boy, what what marvels they have in technology! I swear, <laughs> really great. Yes, indeed, and you sound uh, studio quality now here over the internet. And uh, well, we got another brand new year, Jimmy. And I hit you with this just a few seconds ago, and I think you didn't know about it. This year marks the tenth anniversary of shows that we've been doing about the Phillies. Wow. Uh, you know, you said that, and it, it's like, holy cow. There were, and the thing is, you know, when we started this thing, they, they were getting, they were getting really good. And now, and then they got real bad. Now, hopefully Rich, they're going to get better next year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, with the, um, as you said, the, the mid, 2000s, the Phillies were floundering. They moved into the brand new Citizens Bank Park in 2004. Took them a few seasons, but uh, by 2007 they had something going. And then 2008, of course, they ended up winning the World Series. It was a great run for maybe five years, but the last three years have been a big disappointment uh, around the Philadelphia area. But uh, yeah, as you said, Jimmy, it's a time for rebuilding. A time for um, the team to uh, get younger, which they did during the off season, and uh, what a what a pleasant winter it's been around the Philadelphia area. Yeah, the weather has been oh, it's cold. It's January, you know, not going to be eighty degrees, but uh, it, it really has. And Rich, I've done some homework, and uh, I've got six starters here for the Phillies. Uh, I got I got Harrison, Hellickson. Buchanan, Noah, Eikhoff, and Morgan. Does that sound about right, or do you think there's one that might be eliminated? No, that sounds about right. I've heard uh, different scenarios where the Phillies might go with a six-man rotation this year uh, because they're so overstaffed with pitchers right now. They they went out and uh, got so many pitchers, they had to deal a couple of the pitchers away uh, that the Phillies got. Otero comes to mind. The Phillies added him and then had to deal him uh, because of that great deal that they made with the Houston Astros. But, yeah, as you said, Jim, it's that rotation's going to be pretty good this year. It's going to be a big upgrade over last year. And, of course, uh, pitchers and catchers reporting uh, around February 19th for the first workout. So we're a little bit over uh, six weeks away from uh, spring training and the first reporting of pitchers and catchers, but I think you hit the nail on the head, Jimmy, right out of the gate. Uh, Phillies improved their pitching in the off season. They did. Uh, my question to you, sir, is 
I've got Gomez and Garcia in the bullpen. They need a lefty. What do they do? Well, the Phillies are going to have to go out and get one if if that's what they need. I didn't get too many um, individual players yet uh, scouted yet on uh, for this program, but uh, yeah, the Phillies definitely upgraded uh, their pitching staff. It's a work in progress. Uh, they're going to need a closer uh, for 2016, of course, uh, trading Giles off. So that's going to be one of the first, uh, the biggest needs for the Phillies bullpen at this point is a, a quality closer that the Phillies may need to lean on uh, for 2016, Jimmy. And I'm not sure if you heard this one, but uh, Ben Revere is back in the National League. Uh, he was traded off to the Washington Nationals for uh, Drew Storen with the Nationals. He's now a Blue Jay. So we're going to see a lot more of Mr. Ben Revere back in the National League East. Nationals, um, what are they doing? They got David Murphy. They're they're loading up, man. They're, I think uh, Dusty Baker, you know, I respect Dusty a lot as a baseball man. I think the, Phil, I think the Nationals might be the team to beat this year, Rich, and... Uh, you know, it's it's. I'm glad to see Ben back in the National League. I, I liked him, but uh, Rich, uh, you and I have talked all all year. Um, now you, Jimmy, let me in, interrupt you for just a second. You had said David Murphy. That's the Channel Six I mean, weather uh, guy. Yeah, okay. Well, Daniel Murphy. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so for anybody outside ben, the Philadelphia area, like, of course. Uh, okay. That hasn't watched. Um, the Philadelphia News. Uh, there's a guy named David Murphy who is a weatherman. But um, they, you and I have talked this year, and would 75 wins be uh, satisfy you this year, Rich? I would shoot for a little more, but yeah, 75 would satisfy me. Of course, I'd rather go 500. Oh yeah, that uh, would, but that would be an 18 game improvement. Uh, right, some or better if they can. What the Phillies got to do, in my opinion, is they got to stop getting swept by, you know, they go these four-game series, Richard, and these three, and they get swept, and, you know, and then it just snowballs, and uh, they they played the they played the Brewers last year. They couldn't beat them to save their life. They played the Giants and stole one, but they got to, what they got to do is they got to win more series, basically. They only won 13 series last year, and that's not good. Yeah, that's not good at all. They have to improve. Uh, some preseason uh, projections have them uh, finishing uh, last again with a lot of uh, what they call these sabermetrics stats, uh, wins above replacement players, uh, all that stuff. Uh, they have the Phillies in the basement again this year. But a lot of the intangibles, I don't think uh, those numbers take into effect, are the new pitchers that the Phillies got. Um, and some new offense that the Phillies may be able to display this year, Jim. Yeah. And uh, it's just going to be new for the Phillies. I think so. And, and, and uh, of course, I didn't put Mr. Gordon down because uh, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with him. I know you'd like to see him get rid of, you know, ship him out somewhere, but uh, we'll see what happens, you know. He could be a, he could turn out to be the best pitcher they got. Uh, so it, it's it's... You know, we're sitting here in January and uh, on the 9th of January, and it's like, well, we're projecting. But, Rich, do you have baseball fever this year uh, as much as you did last I don't have it this year like I did last year. Maybe because of the weather, maybe because of what the Phils did. I don't know. But uh, 
what do you, how are you feeling? Yeah, the off season's been a little bit different. Uh, of course, when you don't have much to root for, um, you kind of change your outlook a little bit. But uh, maybe because of this good weather we've been having in the Philadelphia area, it's been uh, above average temperatures. We haven't had any snow yet. So we really haven't experienced that tough winter to make us uh, yearn for baseball, the baseball weather and spring, things like that, things that seem to go together uh, with baseball. But I'm sure that will come to the area soon. But, uh, Jimmy, let's talk a little bit about spring training. Uh, Phillies open up their season on the 28th of February against the University of Tampa, as they usually do. Uh, down there, and then uh, the season starts uh, right through March, uh, and they go all through March, play local teams in the Florida markets there, and uh, then the season almost begins. So it's a, it's a short time till we're going to be talking baseball every week uh, where the games start to matter. Yeah, it will, Rich. And, uh, you know, I, I can't – I mean, I love baseball. You know that. Uh, I can't wait till it starts um, – what keeps my sanity is uh, the, the college. I'm a college baseball fan, and I um, they start in, in early, uh, late February, and, and some of the games are televised. So, I mean, it's not good baseball I, to, to the level we're used to watching, but it's baseball, and it keeps me going for, through the winter. Yes, it does. And the Phillies, of course, as you said, have a lot more of their spring training games. Uh, being broadcast now, and of course, uh, people with MLB.tv that they subscribe to online, uh, they're going to be having a lot of uh, spring training games on as well. So uh, it won't be too long till we're talking baseball. Uh, we had another event uh, happen in the baseball world this past week, Jimmy. Uh, that was the election uh, of the Hall of Fame players, and of course, uh, a couple players got in. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and Mike Piazza. What's your thoughts about those two players? Piazza was a tough, tough guy. He was a catcher, a great ball player, tough out. But Ken Griffey, if 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 he hadn't gotten hurt, had the injuries he had, who knows what he would have done? He, unbelievable ball player, great speed, great glove man, and uh, his dad, of course, is an issue. But his dad was a good ball player. But Ken uh, Jr. was just unbelievable. And, I'm glad he's in. Is he going in as a Mariner, Rich? Yes, he'll be going in as a Mariner, and that's that's interesting. I never really focused on this before, but uh, the players themselves actually choose who they're going into as players of in the Hall of Fame, and Griffey chose the Mariners, even though he was a, a Cincinnati Red for a few years. Uh, his reason behind that was that he said he did the most damage as a Mariner. <laughs> he came up as a 19-year-old. Uh, they gave him the opportunity, he said. And, of course, Mike Piazza has selected the Mets to go in as. And, uh, of course, that made New York Met fans ecstatic. Uh, and the Mets, apparently, I've been reading this up from the New York uh, Press uh, apparently going to be retiring Mike Piazza's jersey this season. It hasn't been announced yet, but uh, the number 31 for the Mets, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear uh, that number will be retired this season. He started, did he, did he play with, he played with the Dodgers first and the Mets, right, Rich? Yeah, he started out with the Dodgers. He was drafted, I believe, in the uh, 
in the 80s, in the rounds of, of 80s, which is more or less like a courtesy draft uh, for one of his relatives. Uh, 80th round was, uh, the, you know, around 86th round, I believe, was his draft. And usually players like that don't even make the majors. Right. He, uh, uh, his uncle, he wasn't, his, wasn't he related to Tommy Lasorda? Yeah, he's related somehow to uh, Tommy Lasorda. And like I said, that that was sort of probably early on like a courtesy draft. Um, let's see here. I'm, I'm checking his page right now on Baseball Reference. It was the 62nd round of the 1988 draft. So, yeah, even 62 rounds into a draft is is a huge uh, spot to be picked. And, of course, Piazza came up as a 23-year-old uh, back in 1992 uh, showed a little promise, but uh, 93 is really where he broke out, uh, elected as the Rookie of the Year that year, and he never looked back. He had a, a great career, as you said, 16 years all total, and uh, ended his career in Oakland as a 38-year-old. I, I don't remember him playing for the A's. Neither do I. But, when he, but yeah. When he went to the Mets, Rich, did, was that a trade or a free agency? I believe... He was not. He was dealt off from the Florida Marlins to the Mets. Ah. Uh, the Dodgers had traded him off to the Marlins, and uh, he was only with the Marlins for a short time in '98 until he got traded off to the Mets. So he sort of ended up at the Mets uh, by accident, so to speak. But he found a home there, spending eight years. Uh, 655 RBIs and 220 home runs later. And, of course, uh, one of the home runs that they're talking about the most is that home run right after the World Trade Center debacle in New York where uh, the Twin Towers were taken down by uh, terrorists. And uh, his home run there in that game in New York really meant a whole lot to the families of the uh, 9-11 victims and things like that. So uh, that home run's been uh, really revered in the New York media in the last week. And uh, Piazza and Griffey seem like they're having a whole lot of fun on this uh, election. They're making the press rounds, going around, uh, having interviews and things. And uh, just a great time when uh, baseball can celebrate two of its uh, better achievers. And the thing about Piazza, Rich... He's a Philadelphia boy. He's got car dealerships in suburban Philadelphia, you know, and he lives in Norristown. So uh, it's kind of good that he made it, you know. And uh, there's two guys I want to ask you about. Um, you think they'll make it? The bees from Houston, Vizio and Bagwell. You think they'll they'll be, they'll get in there? Well, it's such a tough election to uh, to get 75 percent of the vote to get you into the hall. And, of course, uh, Griffey's vote this year was the highest ever at 99.3% uh, first-place votes. So um, that was awesome. And uh, But to answer your question, that's a question mark. It depends because each year there's more players that become available for the Hall of Fame. And, you know, if they're superstar players, Getting available next year, that may push them back further. The right. same thing with uh, Kurt Schilling. He was up there 
this year again. But if there's more players next year, that like a Griffey or somebody like that, then those players get pushed down to the bottom, which isn't fair, by the way, but that's the way the Hall has it set up. Yeah, I, you think Bonds and Clement should be in there and Sosa? Well, no, I don't, um, and it's good that you brought that up because Roy Halladay has also, uh, he made a tweet uh, during the Hall of Fame announcements, and that tweet said he doesn't want Bonds or Clemens in the Hall of Fame. Of course, uh, that ignited a, uh, a lot of talk and uh, back and forth, and Roger Clemens had also shot back at Halliday uh, with a comment, and then Halliday sort of finished it by saying, you know, I'll let my re- reputation speak for itself. So uh, <laughs> oh, a lot of feelings on that. Um you know, if you go back to Maguire and Sosa when they were uh, going back and forth for the home run crown back in the late 90s, nobody knew what was going on, but everybody knew something was going on. That There was speculation that they had changed the baseball. Uh, the baseball was more lively. Speculation that the bats were corked. Uh, nobody really at the time put the correlation in that these guys were, were taking steroids. I mean, right. uh, that was the thing. Everybody enjoyed uh, the spectacle of it. And as you were saying in previous shows, uh, maybe that was an offshoot from the strike back in, uh, what was it, 94. Yeah. So baseball needed to attract its fans back after it lost a lot when the players went out on strike. Uh, and that was the answer at the time. I, I don't think baseball really cared what was going on, but they, it was attracting more fans back to the ballparks. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, I, because I, uh, you're talking about Clements. I kind of don't think he should be in because Nolan Ryan, uh, somebody I know knows him personally, Nolan Ryan personally, and Nolan Ryan has made a comment to this person I know saying that, I did all this without doing steroids, you know, so, and uh, I agree with them, you know. Right, right, yeah, that's the thing, They the Got cheaters it. cheated, Yeah. and the yeah. guys that did it naturally, right. you know, didn't have that extra I know Ryan had uh, 5,714 strikeouts, you know, and, uh, you know, without using steroids, imagine if he, oh, man, <laughs> so... But Rich, I agree with you. I I don't think they'll ever get in, and uh, uh, we'll see the we'll I think we'll see the Nationals and the Cubs in the World Series before we see them get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Phillies did a little uh, off season business here, uh, naming a an assistant GM. Uh, his name is Ned Rice. He comes to the Phillies from the Baltimore Orioles. It has not been announced officially as of the time we're doing this podcast. It's uh, January tenth. 2016, the day of the show here, but the Phillies are expected to announce this, according to Todd Zalecki. He had an article come out uh, over the weekend uh, where they're going to be hiring this Ned Rice. He also worked with uh, the current Phillies GM, Matt Klintak, and also the Phillies president back with the Baltimore Orioles, Andy McPhail. So uh, Ned Rice, a uh, as the story explains, used to have to go into McPhail's office 
when he was with the Baltimore Orioles and explain all the new analytics like the uh, sabermetric stats and what it actually meant. Because, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, old some old school baseball people don't even believe in those sort of stats, but uh, McPhail was saying that uh, this guy, Ned Rice, who was uh, in his 20s at the time with the Baltimore Orioles, used to have to come up to his office and explain what these stats meant, so to speak. So, Well, you know. um, the Phillies are young and rich, I think. Uh, you know, they got, they got the Phillies got two left-handed starters, too. They got Mr. Morgan and Mr. Harrison, so it could be an interesting year. Like I said, if they get some offense, it could be – they won't contend this year, but it could be a fun season anyway. They, um, you know, I think that they're they're going to be okay. Uh, I think they're going in the right direction. Yes, they are. Uh, Sports Illustrated picking the Phillies uh, on a report card for the off season. And uh, let's take a little break in the show, and we'll talk about that report card coming back right here on Phillies Talk, the longest-running independent show that talks about the Phillies. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Gary Mack from Mets Musings, and you're listening to Rich and Jim on Phillies Talk right here on BaseballPodcast.net, the home of baseball podcasts. Hi, this is Gary Matthews. You're listening to Fighting Phillies Talk Podcast. Brewtown Sports is your source for Brewers news and notes. Join Mr. Brewtown as he keeps you up to date on all the happenings of your Milwaukee Brewers and Major League Baseball. Follow the show on Facebook and Twitter, Brewtown Sports. Listen 24-7 at brewtownsports.podomatic.com. Hi, this is Gary Mack from Mets Musings, and you're listening to BaseballPodcast.net. You can hear my show and all the other baseball podcasts at BaseballPodcast.net, the home of great baseball talk shows. Jimmy, we're back live here talking Phillies baseball and won't be too long, probably six weeks or so, before we uh, start seeing the Phillies arrive at spring training down there in Florida. But uh, Sports Illustrated has uh, done a report on all the teams in the off season for baseball, and they say the Phillies ace the off season. They give them an A, uh, a grade of an A for off season moves. They say they were smart rebuilding moves. Wow. That holy cow! Well, there goes so. there goes the season because every time Mets like pick says something good, <laughs> no, but uh, well, that's so. good. Yeah, I think they've made some smart moves. I question one or two of them, but uh, they're better than what they did last year. And uh, you know, maybe maybe McPhail knows more what he's doing. Uh, as fans, I know you don't like Mister Gordon, and I'm not particularly fond of him. But uh, and then uh, you know. And then, I don't know what's going on. If Harrison pans out, it could be a good deal. Yeah. Um, when you say Gordon, who who are you referring to? Picture we got from the Pirates. Gordon. Isn't it, isn't it Gordon? You mean Morton, Morton. Charlie Morton. Uh, who? Morton. Yeah, M-O-R-T-O-N. Morton. Yeah, Morton. Yeah, I'm sorry. Morton, yeah. I'm looking at the roster now. Yeah, Morton, yeah. He could help us. Yeah, he, he could add something. He could add um, some experience to this staff, which is going to be younger. Uh, Morton and Hellickson, of course, have been in the league for years. Uh, so they're going to be sharing their expertise with the Phillies uh, starting rotation, hopefully. 
and uh, we'll see what their influence is on them. I'm sure uh, some of these younger pitchers that are uh, supposed to be real good for the Phillies can learn a lot from them. So we'll have to see what kind of uh, advice and uh, things like that that they give um, to the Phillies, younger pitchers. But I don't think Morton's going to go out and win 16 or 18 games for the Phillies, but he might be at a 10 and 10 type of guy. What about Hallickson? He's a fly ball pitcher. You know, he's going to, is that going to hurt him in that ballpark? Well, we'll have to see. Um, we'll have to see how he does. He's going to have to adjust when he's home. Um, he's not going to have that many starts at home, but, uh, you figure a, an average starter might get 30 starts. So you're, you're looking at probably 15. Um, and that's going to be interesting. Yeah, Buchanan, I hope he can turn himself around. He was horrible last year. He, he pitched better in the second after his last stint in the minors. He came up in September, and he I think he was like 2-3, and three, but still he was better than 0-8 what he was. And I don't know anything about Harrison. Uh, you know, he must be pretty good. And, of course, Morgan and, and Nola and Eikhoff, that's the th- I think that's the, the foundation right there, Rich. Yep, that'll be the future of the Phillies with the starting rotation. Well, it was great to come back here, talk to the uh, listeners here on in 2016, uh, our 10th anniversary of Phillies Talk Podcast. I want to, again, invite our listeners over to our Patreon page. It's where you can sponsor the show, uh, donate a couple of bucks if you're listening from out of town, you like tuning into the show on your way to work or wherever. Uh, go to our website. It's fightinphillies.com. You can get the Patreon link right from there. Uh, we've got some different levels of prizes we can award you uh, for being a subscriber to the show. And again, uh, Jimmy, it's great to be talking baseball with you here in 2016. I really can't wait for the uh, spring training season and the regular season to start. I think uh, our momentum is going to build with both of us with each week that passes. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm here looking at a roster. The only guy Gordon is Morgan, but eh, it's January. You know, you, you got to. <laughs> but we'll have, we'll have it down by by April. Rich, it's been a pleasure, and uh, look forward to the next one. All right, Jim. We'll talk to you again on the next edition of Phillies Talk Podcast. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.